welcome my friends to Next Level Change Success, a change conversation for leaders, project and change practitioners for today and tomorrow. My name is Therese Perez of MyVirtualChangeManager.com and I'm an experienced change and project professional and people leader with many years of experience in the industry. I love business and I love the people side of business especially. So nothing lights me up more than seeing people use change management, project management and strong change leadership to engage, motivate and inspire people and ultimately transform organizations. If you've heard about change management and have no idea of what it involves, then you're in the right place. If you know about change management but you want to take your practices to the next level, then this is where you should be. I'm going to share the stories of my experiences, interview some fantastic people and I'm going to explore all of the challenges and opportunities that you face in organizations right now. So please join me and let's go and have some fun. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Next Level Change Success. My name is Therese Perez, and I'd like to acknowledge that I am recording on Tharawal land today and pay my respects to the traditional owners and custodians on the land on which I am recording. So it's a really nice sunny Saturday, and I'm recording this podcast because I find it really fascinating um, about change leadership, and I wanted to talk about that today. And it's a beautiful day, so my spirits are up. It's always nice to see the sun in Sydney. Uh, it hasn't been always around at the moment, even though it is spring. Um, the areas I want to focus on today and the reason why I want to focus on to change leadership is because it's so topical at the moment and there's a high demand for change leadership training across organisations. There's a bigger discussion about change maturity in organisations how do we assist the way we deliver change? How do we do it better? How do we help our people through this, especially because of the times we live in? So we have to think about why and why now, as most especially insofar as change leadership and introducing it. And of course, we know we are still living in pandemic times and we're, it's kind of like life is getting a bit back to normal, but it is not anywhere near what it was like before. The concept of remote working isn't foreign anymore, uh, hybrid working, not foreign anymore. The concepts of quiet quitting, the great resignation, these are all behaviors as a result of employees starting to make different choices and prioritizing different things. The previous, I guess, unspoken loyalty that people had to organizations it just doesn't exist anymore because of the last two years that people have experienced. And also the global consciousness overall has changed because of the pandemic. These are never before seen events for many people and almost obviously the majority of the population. And that had drastic impact on people's lives and still continues to because of COVID still across the world. And I know personally, priorities certainly changed. We changed location on where we lived during the time. We had a son during that time, which really changed our lives. And certainly the way in which my employer at the time handled things absolutely impacted the way I felt about the organization. And that 
I'm no different in that to, to anyone else who obviously was working during that time. Also, a lot of people lost their jobs during that time as well. Uh, some people stood down and so some people now are back in the workforce and yeah, everyone's just had to reassess. The concept of quite quitting, I don't want to derail this by going too much into that, but I certainly know that for those who have experienced burnout before, who have really tried to carry uh, the weight of the their team or their organization during that time, it was at a personal cost. And certainly if that wasn't, the, the gratitude wasn't reciprocated or the value placed on those people who did that during that time, I believe that that is why people are undertaking the concept of quiet quitting and then eventually, I guess, um, moving work through coming up through that great resignation aspect. So they're all related. I, th- I feel like some of the conversation around that whole concept of quiet quitting got quite distorted and quite judgmental on people unnecessarily. Uh, the research was really focusing on something that had been talked about for a long time in relation to you know, what price do you have by being so loyal when if that's not reciprocated, uh, therefore trust is broken. And so people tend to, well, okay, I'll, I'll just stick to my job and um, ensure I do that well and not go the extra mile because it's not rewarded and not valued. So I'm not going to go too much into that, as I said, but certainly these are the, the behaviors we're seeing. We also had major global movements during the last two years with Black Lives Matter movement, the Me Too movement, a lot of things coming up in the, once again, global consciousness, which had people, had permeated organizations because they're obviously filled with very opinionated people, very passionate people. Um, And by rights, that's exactly how the world does work. And so no longer were the um, previous behavioral standards accepted. And it was fantastic change, call out highlighting what I call the good, bad and ugly of humanity, importantly for change. And I am certainly very passionate about all of those movements and uh, think that the change that we've seen and the more vocal nature of people as a result of that is fantastic because organizations are just a sub subset of our society um, and sometimes majorly influential on our society so we need to ensure that everyone feels heard and that everyone feels valued and that everyone by rights has a voice and in the change arena of course that's really important it is something that we do want to foster in change management our approaches and especially then the change leadership capability and skill sets really come into play So organizations find themselves almost in this hot room of change. Um, You know, the temperature is so far turned up on leadership around how to respond, how to manage their people, leaders who are compassionate, who really support their people, yield another level of loyalty um, because of the care they take from their people at that time and some organizations really did excel. I did see a lot of uh, communication through that time of people getting care packs at home, 
um, to try that connectivity you know uh, gifts you know just just let you know we're still we know everyone's in lockdown but we're still thinking of you that type of connection and that really does have that emotive connection really come up in relation to your organization and brand if if that is what you did and undertook at that time I also had colleagues send me uh, things during that time if uh, if there were days when I might have been a little bit more stressed um, with juggling everything and it really made a difference. Uh, luckily, you know, for some, it, the lockdown, you've had that physical connection beforehand by being in the office in what I call the old days, um, which then just meant that feeling of connection when at home. Um, conversely, there were also times when there wasn't anyone who um, in teams who have met face-to-face but have functioned, connected, found that commonality and still have a bond even though it's been all virtual. So both possible um, and both just as powerful in my view around connection and just as authentic depending upon how well people uh, allow themselves to be vulnerable during that time. Now as a leader um, in past roles currently it's really key to be able to manage your team through change effectively and what I have done is put together about seven traits, the traits that effective change leaders have. Now, this isn't going to be an exhaustive list. You know, you could, you could I could have gone probably on for days in relation to this. But I tried to distill the seven that I think I've seen examples of where I thought, wow, that just had really big impact on the audience, on the groups affected. I can see that leader and how they lead their team, how strong their connection is with their team, and also how well they're leading their team through change and allowing their team to go through that emotional spectrum. So change leadership is different to just standard leadership. It is almost the evolution of leadership requirements, the ability to lead your team through change and continual change, knowing that the speed of change now is far greater than it ever has been in our history, And with the information age, the digital age, the global pandemic, the raising of global consciousness, I feel that these are unprecedented times and the skill sets and bringing in learning for leaders around this is really critical to continue to evolve your organization. Okay, so let's get into these different traits that I've put together. The first one is empathy and this was a real game changer for those who this comes naturally for, especially during the pandemic. And I believe that change leaders who don't necessarily have this trait um, and who used to have very much a command and control way of, well, this is how it is, uh, you know, their first position being this is how it is, this is a change that's happening and I'm sorry, but that's life, you know, suck it up. Uh, the old, uh, you know, just drink some cement and toughen up. Um, Well, that's not going to work anymore. So uh, not that it ever worked. So it's very much about connection, being able to consider the viewpoints of your team from a leadership perspective and ensuring that the conversations that the leader has during the time of change isn't just uh, one-sided. So empathy is that ability to walk in someone else's shoes emotionally, to be able to relate, 
in some way to your team members who might be at all different ends of the spectrum around it. And for a leader who leads change often, it is easier to be empathetic in a lot of ways because there might be similar emotions that the leader's having, for example. Now, there is something different between being an agony aunt, and that's different. So as in feeding that kind of, you know, the, the um, if someone's in a bit of turmoil and, you know, taking empathy to the next level, which becomes disempowering. This is very much an empowering, yes, I hear you, I understand, and being okay with that. And we still need to at, at the appropriate time. So empathy being a almost like a new leadership trait that people are talking about. However, it's key for change leadership and always has been. The more effective leaders are those that are empathetic towards their people um, and not soft because I know people perceive empathy as soft. Empathy is intelligent. It's an emotionally intelligent response. So very much um, a strong leader and a leader who can lead through change will be empathetic. Second kind of trays around flexibility and it's it's interesting I don't mean physically flexible so it's not all about you know those who do yoga or those who stretch all the time yes they're good change leaders this is about mental flexibility. Now we talk a little bit I have talked a little bit in previous podcasts about the growth mindset but this is somewhat different to that growth mindset is very much about my ability to learn I'm always going to be open to learning and learning new things which is great that's one aspect of flexibility the other is about being able to translate when getting feedback from their people around okay so we've talked about this change it might be happening due to someone else introducing change so not something that that particular leader is driving but be able to connect the concerns of their people to okay well how can we flex within the way we do things to adopt this change more easily being able to think strategically operationally um, and be able to live in a bit a foot in both of those worlds is a good change leader and certainly even creating the space for their people to be able to also make those connections well how could we make this work so what would we need? What would we need to do? A bit of that acrobatic in mental ability is, is often seen in really good change leaders so that it's not just a, this is what I'm just communicating. The ability to obviously talk off the cuff, respond to things and respond to things confidently because there's a degree of homework that that leader has done, then just builds confidence with their people. So certainly flexibility and mental flexibility is a trait I've seen of good change leaders. Being a strong collaborator is also a really, really powerful trait of a good change leader. And I was thinking like, is it collaborator or is it connector? But certainly it's someone, if, you, if you're a team player, then you absolutely as a change leader are going to be stronger than those who just lead in a silo. And let, let me tell you why. Because the people who report into leaders are going to raise things as part of the change that their leader can do nothing about. However, if the leader is connected across the organization and is known and seen as a strong collaborator, they can influence and that builds trust in their people. And then people, when they're raising things with their leader, they trust that actually their leader has communication, isn't seen as a silo player, 
has the connections to be able to provide that feedback across the organization. And that's often gives people a sense of reassurance that their views are going to be heard. And certainly whether I've sat in the receiver of change seat or the leader of change seat, uh, I am a big team player. I, I, and I'm very much around organization um, and making sure that the purpose of the organization is what everyone is working towards. So certainly the ability and, and the way I work around connection, I know builds trust in my people if I'm bringing change in as to this is what's been said, this is what's flown, this is what hasn't, um, and this is how we've been able to influence, which is great, but then this is, this is how it is. And it, it just is a different type of conversation. And certainly if you're a collaborator as a leader, I think it just eases people through the, the team. It eases their anxieties about, well, I'm going to raise something and it will be heard versus there's no reason in even raising it because he or she is not going to talk to anyone about this anyway because no one respects he or she. They're, they're, not, they're not a team player. So that collaborator trait is oftentimes a trait of good change leader. Then we look at this concept of self-awareness. So a a really strong change leader has a level of self-awareness that is, has been developed over time. And certainly the self-awareness aspect is shown in their listening ability, in their ability to connect in their ability to uh, make sure they show up uh, as best as possible when looking to discuss with their team during kind of the the change cycle, some of those harder changes that they make sure that they're taking care of themselves during the change just as much as they're taking care of their people, which can be very hard for those who are servant-based leaders, such as myself, I kind of categorize myself that way. Uh, where I really want to take care of my people. And there's a a trade-off in relation to that and there is a self-care element that needs to come to the fore for that. But certainly the self-awareness allows the change leader on a number of levels to actually understand what their people are going through and understand the emotive reactions more because they understand themselves well. And what I mean by that is that as I explore my beliefs as a, as a person, an individual, I start to realize that humans are very similar in our behaviors and responses to certain things and that sometimes our behaviors and responses to certain things, if not all the time, are based on beliefs that have nothing to do with what you're talking to them about. It could come from their family of origin. It could come through a traumatic experience they've had in another organization. It could come from a traumatic experience they've had in their life. So certainly these are the things you need to consider as a change leader. And if you're self-aware and you've done the work on yourself, you're going to see that in other people and you're not going to react you're going to be able to be centered and respond when there is an emotional reaction to the conversations you're happening and the change that you're bringing in. Now, this is really, really quite key. And in fact, it makes me really want to explore this as a, as a podcast in its own right, really, uh, or episode at least, is very much around the more you work on yourself as a leader, it will make you a better change leader. Because change is that thing which puts people into threat state. It has people 
certainly react emotionally all across the spectrum so even if it's a positive change you know people go to all different places and because also of the last two years and the latent trauma that some people have really experienced that you wouldn't know as a leader if they're not if if they're new to the organization or if they haven't shared anything with you then you really do need to jump into that arena of of raising your self-awareness about what's been going on for you it will make you a better leader it'll make you a better change leader moving on though the next trait is around resilience and there is just this mental toughness that you need to have an emotional resilience that you need to have as a change leader now based on where you sit in a structure uh, also based on you know, how big the change is will depend upon you know how you get tested sometimes you have to go through the fire to build that resilience but certainly I have seen leaders who really look to change the organization very much have to be able to just keep moving forward and there is a level of um, when big change happens in organizations and certainly transformational change that I've worked on I have witnessed CEOs uh, senior leaders really have to steel themselves against that uh, backlash that can happen when you know what it's not a popular decision that they're making but when it's a decision that they need to make for the better of um really focusing on achieving the purpose and aligning to the purpose of the organization that is what gets them through and certainly then coming through that change curve the sentiment changes and everything eases but if you don't have the resilience it can be part of that um, inability to have that tough conversation the inability to really say this is where we're headed and and the wishy-washiness that can happen with a change leader at any level will impact the change journey and it will almost weaken it it will weaken the outcome it will decrease the outcomes you're going to achieve Um, so there is a sense of steely resilience that needs to be part of the change leadership for a transformation and that's also for if you're the change practitioner who's working on it is also needing that resilience right to be able to go the journey for those who are able to continue to stay the path there is that reward and certainly I felt it of the reward of all of the effort the work the need to continue to be centered um, to achieve the outcome especially when you know the outcome is bigger than you and when you believe in what the organization does at the core of yourself as well when it really aligns to your value system your resilience almost increases because it's more aligned with your own values and then we head into the trait of curiosity so for a change leader to be curious and I really do like the word curious because it's not aggressive in any way shape or form and it's quite objective and curiosity is like that it feels like that and from a change leadership perspective you definitely need to be curious about why there might be such a strong emotional reaction potentially from your team 
what's happening, what, what's the underlying driver of that is because they've been through this change in the last you know, three years and so there's fatigue setting in three or four different leaders for example in the last three or four years and so thus that's why your people um, when you're leading them through another change then they're fatigued and, and that's the emotive response that you need to work with them on. Curiosity helps you ask questions in a inquisitive way because it should be about inquiry it should be, a, be about finding out things you know figuring things out that's what curiosity is about so definitely good change leaders are able to unpack with their teams and find out what the core drivers are and sometimes those core drivers are really valid and are going to stop the change from being effective so that curiosity really does serve a purpose and the most effective change leaders are curious and so I also added in uh, being visionary and I added that in because for those change leaders who are able to inspire their people they have the sense of future thinking they automatically do it they took and easily orate it so they can talk to their people about this is what this is going to mean they talk about how it links to the strategy and so they're quite visionary and also enthusiastic about innovation or doing things differently and and trying new things and creating the safe space for new things to happen now this would definitely be a trait of a good leader not just a good change leader but certainly from a change perspective at all levels so oftentimes we talk about ceos you know those who are just inspiring and visionary etc etc however if we consider it about change leadership and this visionary aspect being not just at the top of the tree but also at all levels then this is about the ability to also have faith that things are going to work out as well so too much cynicism is not effective change leadership too much cynicism brings your people down I think being realistic and setting the right expectations insofar as, look, we know that these are the things that we would have preferred to have happened. However, we're happy that we can take a first step towards that. It's part of that ability as a visionary to go, this is a journey, um, but still to inspire towards that end state, but also be realistic, but not to be cynical. They're, they're different things, right? So an effective change leader and an inspiring change leader is definitely a visionary communicator and a visionary person and then looking at uh, the final trait is about authenticity and this is a really interesting one this is this is interesting because authenticity is about you know what you see is what you get for good bad or otherwise it's not about you know authentic authenticity is um that I, it's okay that i'm inappropriate for example because at least i'm being authentic it's very much about um being able to relate to your people or that people can see you for who you are therefore there's a trust and certainly for all of these traits right that we've talked about today the underlying aspects for people to really follow from a change perspective these leaders is um, trust it builds trust and authenticity being real making sure your people can see you for who you are which is very very challenging I I have to say walk into organizations and it seems a bit Stepford Wives-ish around look and feel and you're like oh okay what's going on here Um, however authenticity is really what will have 
the team, you can see good change leaders because you can see the connection that the leader has with the team. And you know when you're communicating with them, working with them, relating with them, that, that what you see is what you get. Now that may mean that some people and some leaders aren't uh, great to or easy to deal with during times of change. However, it's about that ability to trust that what you see is what you get, um, that you're not getting mixed messages and that the leaders are really leaning into leading the change and their people. And certainly from an effective change leader's perspective, they're really thriving on making sure their people are on track and that their people trust them to take them through that journey. And that's what authenticity is in this space. They communicate in a real way, an engaging way, because and people trust them because they know what they see is what they get um, from a leader's perspective. So they were the seven traits that we have covered. But for now, I hope you this got your mind thinking insofar as what's the landscape of leadership that you have in your organization uh, and how do the change leadership capability skill set sit in your organization i've recently created a change maturity quiz if you're interested in finding out what level of change maturity your organization is up to jump across to myvirtualchangemanager.com take the quiz see the hints and tips that I provide in relation to where your organization is at and what you can do to actually move it forward. And if you enjoyed this episode, please pass it on, recommend it to family, friends, those who would are working in this space and who may benefit from hearing about this discussion and certainly leave a review. That's how other people can find the podcast and we can spread the word because change matters because people matter in our organizations that's what my passion is thank you for joining me and i hope you have a wonderful day